millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtun Millwall. Listeners, welcome to a rather ghostly den. One, two big, the two main stands, the Cold Blow Lane end, the Docker stand is shut. So it's only the West Stand open tonight for the visit of Philip Argyle for Caribou Cup Round 2 action. Non-stop pulsating exotic Caribou Cup action all the way from Thailand, that energy drink. Let it not be said that this podcast does not cover the full extent of Millwall's range of fixtures, dear listeners. Tonight's starting 11 sees yet more changes from Saturday's uh, Sunday's debacle up there at Rotherham. We've got Ben Amos in goal. Backline is Conor McLaughlin. Um, Shane Ferguson starts, a rare start for Shane Ferguson. In the centre, we've got Marlon, uh, Marlon Romeo on the other side of him. In the centre, we've got Byron Webster, Murray Wallace. Midfield with Sean Williams and uh, making his second mill debut, Jim Caracan, of course, on the wing, Jury Scalak and Shane Ferguson on the wing, of course, up front, Tom Elliott and the mystery man himself, Fred Onyedemma, last rumour to be on his way out, but playing tonight. On the bench, we have Jordan Archer, Jake Cooper, Jed Wallace, Lee Gregory, Steve Morris, Aidan O'Brien, and recall from Dagenham and Redbridge, midfielder Harry Donovan, dear listeners. Plymouth lineup and a very um, natty green and white quarter affair. Green shorts and green stockings, the lines of pulse in their traditional dark blue and white. What size crowd we've got here? It's very difficult to tell. We've only got the one stand in which I'm sat sitting. Um, a few thousand, I guess. There's one block's worth it back at the Plymouth end. I've got sat in my usual seat, and this is a little um, askew. I feel a little bit like um, a diva where your usual routine has been upset. They've got people sat where I normally sit, so I'm further forward than I would normally be. So apologies if my stream of consciousness is um, even more uh, wayward than normal. So that's going to be Plymouth kicking us off attack in the cold blow lane end. Millwall, as is traditional, right and proper, under the Millwall Act, 1873, will be attacking the away end in the first half. Off we go. It's an early free kick for Plymouth inside the first 30 seconds. They've got a right-sided set piece here, but lumped into the middle box. That's towards the central defence, bobbing around and away, dear listeners. Well, the season has, of course, taken a bit of a dip in the last two away fixtures, dear listeners, hasn't it? Two away defeats, once at Sheffield Wednesday and another at Rotherham on Sunday. Two miserable, dreary performances, both, really, all in all. 
Uh, talk of unsettlement within the squad. Um, Jules Savile being under the uh, interest of Middlesbrough. How many millions? Take your pick. Five plus to ten million. You take your pick as to how much he's worth and how much has been offered. Um, Fred, apparently, going out on loan with those here tonight. So, um, all in all, we need a result tonight to try and um, get back in the saddle somewhat. It's a bit like having a dry spell, isn't it? You want to get get your uh, get yourself back in the uh, back in the action again. Still move down the right side. This is Marlon. Four minutes into the game, Mills' first foray forwards. In all honesty, not much has happened inside the first five minutes as we tick towards it. But the lines are pressing forwards here. Caracan over on the right hand side, going all the way back to Jordan Archer. Unfortunately, this is. Plymouth bottom of uh, League One, miserable season for them so far, so cue them to be playing some nice football at the moment, we're expected obviously to prevail in this Championship v League One contest, but at the moment they're knocking the ball around, if not quite like Ajax in 1974 with um, some precision. Nine minutes, I've got a little gathering of stewards in front of me, dear listeners, right now, including the, uh, the I think they call him Lurch, he looks like um, the uh, German Kaiser. Navy Scharnhorst from the First World War. I don't know what's happened in front of us. A lot of talking. All floated over the top while we disregard that little soap opera. Fred dispossessed reasonably simply, sadly. Uh, talk of him going out on loan. Wickham, I did see mentioned somewhere. It'd be nice to see him get the minutes. It'd be nice to see him finally fulfil something of the potential we keep talking about. But um, so far in his career, I know he's only 21. I think Neil Harris spoke about him on the news at Den mentioning his youth, but um, no signs of it being fulfilled at this level. Fred Onyedimma. Ball over the top towards Tom Elliott. Gets a flick, does that well, but dispossessed at last by number two. Another man with something to prove. He did play reasonably well, at uh, both at Sheffield and, and to an extent at Rotherham, in, in a side that played badly. I thought Elliott didn't do that bad compared with some of the other more established names, but uh, another one with, um, you know, where the jury is still out, I would argue. The gathering of stewards has dispersed. They seem to have gone away now. I can't believe they're going to leave whatever issue it is that alone, but they gathered, looked for a long time, and walked away. So make of that what you will, dear listeners. Coming towards 11 and a half, coming towards the 12th minute. Right side of the penalty. Ball back into the middle from Caracans, bouncing around. Going for a corner on the left side there. Chance from Millwall now to build on this 12 minutes. Interested to see how Jem Karakan does tonight, dear listeners. Obviously, we know him from 2007, 2008 season, I think it was, under Kenny Jacket. I thought he was a pretty good midfielder then. He's gone on to carve out a career at um, the higher levels, in, with Reading in particular, when they were in the Premier League, also international. That corner's headed away, by the way. He'll keep possession. I'll just stay with play whilst I waffle on about Jem Karakan. That's poor control from Skalak to... Ferguson and he's not endeared himself to the middle crowd as you can hear behind me so if we are indeed to lose <coughs> Savile and that's not uh, a done deal there was a bizarre posting earlier on that Savile who's supposed to be suffering with concussion and not in the squad tonight clearly um, was doing some fast speed work running back and forth along the, the den pitch before the game so um, whether that's trying to do a uh, you know a kind of an impromptu fitness or medical test of some sort for Middlesbrough I don't know the talk is how much money. <clears throat> if we're going to get upwards of um, five plus million, I would guess that we'll probably take it. We, I think it's going to be very hard to stand in the player's way if he's wanting to move and he's going to get a slice of that kind of uh, financial action. There's a lot of nonsense talked online, a lot of silly posts that you see. Who wouldn't take a chance to earn big money? Get a slice of um, a cut of that seven, eight million, whatever it's going to be. Who amongst us wouldn't do that? Oh, they're coming back again now. The Scharnhorst is sailing serenely towards the uh, the Battle of the River Plate down in front of me. I'm probably confusing my Germanic naval wartime history and, and eras, but anyway. He's having a word now. Looks like there's a beer. There's a beer going on down there. The biggest sin you can commit in modern day football is consume a beer inside the stadium. 14 minutes. Plymouth pressing forward and there's a six on the edge of the middle penalty a little one two he's got a chance he's good save by Ben Amos at the last death that was all, that was a chance through on goal there for Plymouth on 15 minutes nearly big chance for the Argyle wasted 
Neymar Argyle is going to intrigue me now. I haven't said it for some time. I haven't played Plymouth Argyle for a long time. I'm going to have to look up the origin of why Plymouth are Argyle. I'm going to guess it's some Scottish connection with the Argyle and Sutherland Highlanders. It's a free kick for Mill over on the far, far right towards our penalty area. 15 and a half minutes. Perhaps Lord Argyle himself was the first chairman of Plymouth. I don't know. He's got naval military history, so, um, so why not? Ball lump forwards there from Murray Wallace. Another Scott towards Tom Elliott. Draws the foul, surely. No, the referee's not given that. I thought that looked like a foul. He certainly went down convincingly. Enough to convince me, a fair and impartial judge that I am. No free kick given. 16 minutes. Have you tried the eye follow as yet, dear listeners? I tried it out on Sunday after a dispiriting experience with um, the red button in the midweek game up there at Sheffield, which was largely out of focus. All I could see was orange dots moving around my screen. Ball into the box there. Back and forth across the middle box. He's come to the edge of the penalty area. Is he going to have a shot? No. Plymouth retained possession. 17 and a half minutes. So, yeah, I paid a tenner. I thought I can't watch any more red button if that's how it's going to be. It looked like it was... I compared with uh, having been on Valium. I've never taken Valium. I don't know if you have, dear listeners, but with a kind of a sense of barrier for between you and the real world. And that was my sense, having watched the Hillsborough coverage of Mill getting beat 2-1 by Sheffield Wednesday. I was, I was kind of aware it was Millwall, but I couldn't have told you one player from another. Couldn't tell their, their um, shirt numbers. Such was the poor quality of picture. Um, and so to I follow, which was a pretty good picture, in all honesty. I, my experience of it was, was OK. It cost me a tenner to watch the game. And obviously I'm going to leave the performance to one side. But the actual quality of the image um, was fairly good. HD level. The only thing I would pick them up is, um, I'm going to check this out. But I'm sure when you look on the I follow website, it's a ball into the box towards Scalic goalkeeper takes. Um, it has it kind of sells you a dream that you you don't actually get when you pay your your money. It was literally one camera on the halfway line. There was no replay. Um, reasonable graphics with the, the clock and scoreline, but um, just a one camera camera take on proceedings. So no other images. I'm sure I'm going to find it. But the iFollow website talks about four cameras and replays and all the pizzazz that you get from the the Sky TV, BT, um, you know the big boys from BBC and the like. So none of that, but at least you could make out um, Fred, or you can you can make out Jordan from Steve Morrison. Let's put it that way on that picture. So um, if I do use it again, I probably will do for the the long northern trips. Then I should be using the iPhone. I shall have to swallow the tenor. I can see it being the death of away travel, um, incidentally, um, because even I wouldn't. Once upon a time, I might have taken that trip up to Sheffield to, to watch Mill play midweek. I might have done that, and, and also to Rotherham, even though it was pitched so you wouldn't travel on the Sunday morning. But Jesus Christ, it's so much easier to get up late, have a bit of breakfast, and put the uh, the iPad on and watch it. You know, pay your ten pound and have done with it. And then when you do see a, a, a crappy performance, you haven't got that three or four hour journey back home around the, the, M, the M1 so I can see it taking over unfortunately the world is changing and um, you've either got to embrace it or you've got to be left behind and um, that's the way it is oh, into, the, into the corner Elliot chases it down but takes it out of play 21 minutes coming towards the halfway point in the first half not a huge amount to report Millwall wise dear listeners I guess you'd say Plymouth have had more possession um, no one's carved out a clear-cut chance yet. They've probably looked marginally the more dangerous of the two sides. Millwall looking rather um, befuddled at the moment. That's probably a good word. A good word to sum it all up. Befuddled. Ball breaks. This is Ferguson. He's having a mare. Plays it straight into the defender. Having an absolute mare Shane Ferguson at the moment. Plymouth will bring away. No, dispossessed there by Jem Caracan. Will keep the ball. And so it goes into the proverbial touch after an attempt at a 1-2 there. The idea was good, but the execution was chronic, and that's been the story of our last few performances. I don't know um, whether this disgruntlement is indeed due to players having their heads turned with talk of big money moves. I did like one posting on Twitter where someone said that hope that George Savile realises that moving to Middlesbrough means he's got to go and live there. It's all head down there from Tom Elliott. That's a defective shot from uh, Shane Ferguson. Hit the defender. Gone over for a corner on the, on the left-hand side. Nice little nod down there from Tom Elliott. He nods it into the path of Shane Ferguson. He catches it on the volley, but deflected over the bar. 22 minutes. Comes towards the 23rd minute. 24th minute. This is Scalak on the, uh, coming in from the left. Finds Williams. 
another quarterback style pass the NFL starting soon isn't it so expect my American football references to um, expand exponentially he'll keep possession there's Williams again the quarterback Scalak now nice little bit of uh, intricate play this is Fred what can he do ball in now from Jury that's headed up and away still in touch over on the, on the right hand side though. this is Karakan ball into the near post Mar uh, Marvin Marvin Williams and he called Fred Marvin Williams Come out for a uh, throw in coming towards the 25th minute big red ever for Carabao energy drink I'm told it's um, not very nice by those that know more about energy drinks than I do I do know that Carabao is a Southeast Asian water buffalo because uh, I looked it up it was a company founded by a, a Thai rock star pop star rock star I don't know what he is but he set up his own energy drink company and he's going for global world domination via this Carabao Cup formerly known as the Football League Cup of course back in the olden days tonight's game does of course have no extra time if it's all evens at the end of the 90 minutes it's straight to penalties which is how we progressed against the duels in the, in the first round so no Chinese water torture of extra time straight to penalties and it's going to be an ABAB format I read on the Mill Twitter feed earlier none is ABBA business nice work by Tom Elliott wins the ball plays it into the path of um, Williams goes down theatrically referee's not forgiven a penalty oh probably just went over a little bit too theatrical nice work there by Tom Elliott fed Sean Williams bursting into the box he went down maybe a touch lightly I don't know the referee weren't forgiving it that's for sure but here's Mill back on the on the left side now with Yuri Skalak. Finds Fred. Starting to warm into our stride a little bit. Maybe can Fred get a shot? He's caught a deflection that's going to be uh, picked up by the goalkeeper. Mill crowd disagree with that decision, as you can hear. 29 minutes, dear listeners. Nicely done by Fred there. Um, speaking to news at then, Neil Harris said he's still a massive part of us a big part of his plans, though he doesn't need game time need game time so um, interesting comments still seen as very much part of the Mill family I suppose as, as Ben Thompson is in uh, Pompey now for the season at least all 1-2 here, this is going to be Williams, nice floated ball into the middle that's going to go for a corner goal kick, 31 minutes here come the lines down the right, dispossessed, just as I said that, by the 13. Uh, amusing stories on the internet. There's talk of uh, Yaya Toure being in town for um, a medical for an unnamed London club. Well, everyone obviously is saying it's got to be Millwall. What other choice? It's not Arsenal, it's not Chelsea, it's going to have to be Millwall. If only. Incidentally, talking about Pep Guardiola, as, as one must in a Millwall podcast I watched the a couple of episodes of the the Amazon uh, documentary about Manchester City can't think of the title of it interesting enough program bit of a puff piece in some ways um, but interesting to see how Guardiola manages his players also gives you a nice insight to somebody's cartoon figure style major Premier League players if you're interested in that kind of thing it's, it's moderate viewing for a couple of episodes it goes on a bit it's eight eight episodes long I'm not sure I'm going to watch the full the full eight as I say, a bit of a promotional piece for the Shake. Um, it don't exactly like laugh a minute to be the, in the company. The Shake looked a bit stiff from what I saw of their trip to uh, Arab Emirates. But interesting enough, check it out if, you, if you're bothered. It, don't don't make too much of an effort though. It's that kind of program, you know. If, it, if it's on, watch it. If it's not, don't bother. 35 minutes. They'll feed a ball from McLaughlin finds Ferguson, who panicked a little bit. It falls to Elliott inside the box he's got no one with him as the man says behind me help him out Mill keep possession Ferguson's um, bereft of confidence he's got the ball again the 11 that's straight into the first defender that's poor 36 minutes that's going to go for a corner off again off the first he's not beating the first defender he had a moment where um, a, a better quality player would have surged on and he, he slightly panicked you, I could see it from my vantage point up here in the block one so Ferguson swings it into the middle that's a header there from uh, Marlon over the bar 37 minutes <clears throat> great tackle there who's that that's Shane Ferguson trying to retrieve his reputation Murray Wallace chases a ball down it's going to go for a Plymouth corner on the right hand side after their bright early start they've been forced out of the game somewhat without the Lions supplying any real 
cutting edge, but it's the first chance for Premier for a little while as we tick towards 40 minutes, dear listeners. Into the middle, it's a flick header, that's 1-0. Flick header at near post, caught at the back post. Headed into the net, beaten with another header into the central part of defence. Problems, we've been beaten a couple of times in the last away games by better opponents than, than these, and that is basic error, dear listeners. 1-0 Plymouth, 40 minutes, ball flick header of the near post and then caught again at the far post. Poor defence. First real chance for either side in the game, first shot on, on target for Plymouth and for Millwall, and it's, uh, it's gone, gone the way of the League One side. But I've got to say that was poor defence by Millwall. Uh, there's no, no, no evading that. We've seen that a couple of times. I thought the, um, the second goal up there, Hillsborough, was poor defence. And, of course, the goal at Rotherham on Sunday was um, incompetent. So we've got a problem. Not helped, of course, by Shane Hutch- Sean Hutchinson's knee injury. It's going to keep him out of action for the foreseeable future, as was put in slightly funereal terms by Neil Harris. But that's going to mean some time. We've got to find an alternative structure in defence. And um, at the moment, we're not finding it record signing Tom Bradshaw is of course cup tie for tonight's game dear listeners so we shan't be seeing him tonight we've got uh, Morrison on the bench Jed Wallace on the bench intriguingly Harry Donovan recalled from Dagenham and Redbridge loan on the bench tonight which is interesting and Plymouth bring it away dear listeners we've looked rather bland tonight um sum it up I don't know I'm trying to think of a word complan all I think of is complan the old aged nourishing but not very tasty drink I'm not sure it would be very nourishing to be absolutely honest so Compland's probably a bad example Gruel Charles Dickensian Gruel that's my summary of tonight's performance so far as we tick towards half time here's Fred though can he, can he supply a little bit of uh, pep no he can't this is back and forth this is Marlon now on the right hand side there's the half-time whistle. Lions losing 1-0 at a break. Deservedly so, I'm going to say, because although Plymouth haven't threatened much, um, when they did get their chance, they took it. We've had a lot of the ball, and we've done jack shit with it. So, um, yeah, deservedly so. Mill have got some problems. There's some, some issues. I'm not seeing anything tonight that's telling me that any of these players um, have got any more fire in the belly than the last two away losses. So there we are, half-time. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
So we do like a bit of surreal on this podcast, Mill listeners, don't we? And this is one of the most surreal locations I've ever recorded in. Somerset House, Seaman's Hall. I'm talking to an authoress, if I'm going to use the old-fashioned term, and she's winced, <laughs> Annette Brooke, author of Mill the Musical, darling. Hello, nice to meet you. <laughs> Playwright. Playwright, playwright. I, I think I've probably just stepped back into antiquity with that, that phrase. Um, so big welcome to Annette. You've, 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 I, I love ambition, and you've produced an ambitious mm. musical mm. on Millwall. Millwall the musical. Yes. What's driven you to do this, Annette? So it's called Cold Blow Lane. Um, it's, I began working with a local theatre company called Matchstick, um, and they they're operate... Based they're based in Deptford. So it's Matchstick Pie House yeah. is their venue. Um... And they're interested in telling stories about South London in the same way that I am, um, from South London, born and raised. And it was them that actually suggested, I wanted to write a musical. Right. And they said, why don't you write about Millwall? Because they are literally on, and I, on the doorstep. They live very close to the stadium, um, <laughs> the new den. And I'm sort of like, and the old den. You know, yeah, kind of in between yeah, the two. They're in between, yeah, they're in between the two. Absolutely. And I sort of thought, are they, they, they're mad. <laughs> they're not from the area, you know. No. They live in the area, not for, and I'm like, I've been lived here, you know, around the. And I'm You're just, a Dulwich Hamlet um, fan. You're Dulwich a Hamlet fan. I'm, I'm sorry, I had What's to say. What's going on there? What? Listen, my mum said in 1990 we support Palace when I was eight years old, when they were in the FA Cup, and that's that's vision. <clears throat> you just get told, and that's it. I'm not going to argue with my mother, and so I've been Palace since then. So uh, they say she'd only write about what you know, but you've chosen to write about Millwall. I've never chosen about Millwall. The <laughs> thing is, though, um, I've been. I was at school in South London, at school in Sydney, I'm yeah, at Sydney Girls, yeah. and I was. In, I had a Millwall. S in my class. Okay. And she was fierce. I mean, she was she was quite you know she was a tough girl, mm. and uh, she was fiercely proud of being a Millwall fan. Yeah. And would never have any you know uh, anybody or uh, would never doubt herself. Okay. You know, she was like I'm Millwall till you know till uh, I die. Till I die. Till yeah, you die. And absolutely. I just kind of respected that actually. And I've always I don't follow Millwall, but I keep an eye on them. Okay. I always have. I've always like are they still mid table? We're working on you. We're working. We're, we're getting there in you, the you end. Were doing, you were doing not so bad, anyway. But you know, I do. I'll look at the South London Press. I'll have a. I'll have a see where you are and go. So they're continuing the theme of writing about what you don't know. You've set this in the 1980s. Yeah, so I was set in the 1980s. I was a, I was around in 1986, but I was four. I was going to say, you must have been young. I was yeah. young. I, I, I was lived four. it, but you would yeah, have been yeah, I know. Um, toddler, I guess. Yeah. And largely because when I started out, I thought, I don't want it just to be about a thuggish side of Millwall or really Millwall now which is Family Club of the Year very nice you know yeah. marvellous but it's, there's no stories particularly in either that it's a cliche it's both of them a cliche it's a bit boring frankly and I thought about the, the lionesses again partly okay. you know yeah. and yeah. I thought to myself I looked at a bit, did a bit of Wikipedia <laughs> yeah. um, and it said in, they were the first women's team that um, affiliated with yes, men's team and yeah. I was like well why did no one know about this you know? part of um, a community relaunch for the club in the Indeed. 80s in the 80s and, and it tackled a lot of issues such as women in football such as race such as yep. age yep. you name it yep. and I, it's an interesting thing really interesting I was just like they started the community aspect of yeah. your wall yeah. I suppose you'd say taking on the cliches and going head at it you yeah. know I find it interesting yeah I found it fascinating and I but I couldn't find much about that affiliation. I couldn't find out what year it was. No. I still haven't. No one's actually <laughs> spoke to various people who have an idea, but not, you know. I've got a great leaflet. I'll lend it to you. You'll lend it to yeah, me. Yeah, Please lend it to me. Yeah, no, I've got it. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. Yeah. So I thought to myself, well, it said mid-80s. So I picked 1986, which yep. was the World Cup year. Yes, it was. Yep. For that reason, yep. because yep. you had, it was the Maradona hand of God year. Yeah, you had Lineker. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, Hoddle, Waddle. Yeah. Shilton, who was still cracking on. Yeah. <laughs> slowly um, and just Mexico really quite interesting I kind of looked at the TV schedules you can get them online for that year seeing how people were watching it so yeah. uh, the middle of the night frankly because it's in Mexico as well, Jesus it? you know tried to sort of embed myself okay in that in that era in I-86 musically I mean you've got music in the show yeah is it, is, it, is it your own composition or is it is it cover versions what, what have you done no, we that? haven't got cover versions so, um, you've got to be careful Dicker, yeah, yeah one you've got to pay from and also Matchstick are big on um, original. new original music. So this is your own composition? So this is, I've written the lyric. Right. So I've written what you call the book and lyrics. So I've done the scripts and the lyrics. And um, Rob Howitt has yeah. done um, the music, or is currently, you know, still finishing off. Yeah. Um, there's a mixture sort of a scar... Of yep. A bit of musical theatre yep. in there. It's a musical. We've got We'd have a bit of musical theatre down the den. Well, I was going to say, you've got to say, you've got to have a 
haven't been there. I know that's true because seeing Arthur Albany fit in there, I mean, a thousand Millwall fans singing. <laughs> You know, Did you enjoy no your trip to the den? Did you like it? I found it, do you know what, I found it fascinating. Having been, so I've been to Palace, I've been to, I go to Dulwich Hamlet most regularly because, well, it's cheap and I can, you know, you know, okay. you know and... A lot of historical links with Dulwich Hamlet and Millwall. Yes. Which yes. is another weird thing. Yes. Um, no, I, I think when, because Dulwich Hamlet's going through various issues with its ground yes, it is, yeah. at the moment, which is as, awesome. as we are, but Dulwich too. So. As, as you are. And so, you know, and um, they, start, they did a crowdfunder and loads of Millwall fans contributed yeah. to that. I noticed that and I thought, yeah. kind of touched me actually. Um... But yeah, I, I haven't gone to Millwall. I went with um, one of the um, founders of Pie House, Dom, who's bald, so he looked like he should fit right in. But we stood out like a sore thumb. We were kind of trying to find our seats. You know? <laughs> Did you? <laughs> we, we've got these seats, love. You're sitting in my seat. <laughs> like yeah, it don't work like that, Dan. I'm afraid. Like, sit where you want, love. Just sit down. <laughs> and, just, um, <laughs> and I was like, I feel so embarrassed. So we just sat down and it was packed because I think it was a British Bristol City game. Yeah, and it's all starting it's to do, yes, yeah. exactly. It's starting yeah. to do quite well. Yeah. Good pace to the game. Thought yeah. it was actually really... But I was most of the time looking at the crowd. You enjoyed the experience. I did. I did. And it yes. was... I don't know it was funny because I was expecting... You know what I mean? You're kind of like, well, I've got this yeah. idea of what Mill was supposed yeah. to be Many like. Many people and, say this to me. Yeah. I've been with other guests and they say they've got this certain cliched idea what they're going to get there yeah, and yeah, actually... Yeah, 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 yeah. You can you can find the cliche. That's dead easy, but it's also the other side of it as well. That's that's not what people expect. No, and I think that's not the story people want to hear. No, they don't. No, no, they'd like to hear. It's like the panto villain. It yeah. is. It is like the panto villain. But in, like I was looking into the history of hooliganism as well in this yeah. country, um, which has obviously been with male football yeah. since I don't know. Sort of. Do you touch on that in the show? Do you? I have to. Yeah. I sort of. I can't ignore things like racism and hooliganism, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it yeah. is not about racism no, and no, hooliganism. No, no. That said. I don't have people slinging bottles at each other. No. Because not everyone was. Mm. And there were lots of other teams. They're too numerous There's to name. There's always another side to the coin. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I do mention it. And now you're quite an accomplished playwright, and I'm just looking at your bio. In the, in the weekend, <laughs> the weekend of Southwark News, um, Goldsmith's Goldsmith student. Was, uh, yeah, yeah, a while ago, I must say. Written for Channel 4. I haven't written for Channel 4. I was. Um, don't tell yourself that. <laughs> First lesson of showbiz, you can be wherever you want. I'm going to leave this in. Well, no, 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 I love that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm having and that's written for Channel 4. She's Lovely got stuff enough. on here at the Soho Theatre, Brockley Jack Theatre. That's true, Brockley Jack's true, yeah. <laughs> talking you up. And the, and, and the Feminist Library, all, all you Mill listeners know all about the Feminist Library out there, so check that it's out. Actually, you're not far from the Elephant Castle. You say that, a lot of people would have gone past it if they live in South London, so... We must have a little laugh. <laughs> <laughs> So this is Annette Brook. It's a pleasure to meet you, Annette. Pleasure to meet you too. The show is called Cold Blow Lane or Cold Blow Lane. Cold Blow Lane. Yes. Cold Blow Lane. And it's on the Matchstick Pie House, which is in Deptford. So when's the show start then, Annette? So it's on from the 9th to the 19th of October. Yep. Um, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday of each week. So six shows in total. Yeah. And it will be I can't remember the time exactly, but I think it's about seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. We want to get some bums on seats, dear listeners. So check that website, the website out, um, and buy the tickets up. Let's sell the whole place out. Come on. The Pie House. This is on two one three to two one four Edward Street, SE eight five HD. There's a website here, www.matchstictheatre.com. The show is Cobbler Lane. The author, yes, is Annette Brooks. I am. Star of the future. You heard it here first, dear listeners. Big thank you, Annette. I really, thank you. No, um, I hope we get some tickets sold. Yes, thank you. Come and see it. Come and see it. Recommended. Achtung, Milbein. Few half-time tweets, not many tonight, dear listeners. Dan underscore Wall06 says, fuck me. Get any of Morrison, Gregory O'Brien in the second half. Fred and Elliot can't attack against the team in the bottom four of League One, says Dan. Jack TK says Marlon Romeo at right wing, showing Jed Wallace how it's done tonight. To a degree, I agree with that, Jack. Um, it's not been a great showing for me in the first half, but I know what you mean. Neil Fizzler says it's good to be back. This is pre-game, I think, Neil, isn't it? I'm not so sure I'd say that now. One nil down at half-time to Plymouth, but there we are. Murph Payne says, I think it's a good time to charge his phone up and avoid Twitter till about 10 o'clock. I think you could be right there, Murph. Sadly, I'm at the ground and don't have that option. Uh, Jake Sanders, journalist Jake, says Mill nil, Plymouth won. The Lions, says Jake, have looked relatively comfortable despite a shaky opening quarter. Dominated virtually all of the ball, but conceded softly from another set piece and trail at the break for the third time in a row. 
man in block 11 is predicting a West Ham versus Plymouth tie in the third round Mill Supporters Club says it's half time nil one Plymouth let's be honest that wasn't a particularly great half of football and there needs to be more urgency the passing has been okay and the cross is good but ultimately more conviction is needed say the MSC and finally Johnny Suntan superb name Johnny Suntan says if Mill ain't gonna show up why the fuck should I clueless performance says Johnny on the bright side I'm quite liking Elliot which he says is controversial and he quite likes Skalak Team's back out for the second half. Kids amusing themselves by alternate meal chance. There, there's one. There's another one. Such has been the level of pulsating excitement in tonight's Caribou Cup action that that's what we're reduced to. Now let's get the second half off, attacking the empty cold blow lane end. The Jeremy Kyle stand, bereft of its usual inhabitants. Just for a change, long ball forwards. Trying to find Elliot, and it is hoofed clear by the... Plymouth Argyle defence some entertaining conversations on the Achtung Mill WhatsApp group uh, what do you mean you're not invited in that no I'm sorry it's a very select group of people um, sorry if you're not involved in it but anyway um, on there Harry Warren has compared Tom Elliott to the very worst Mill striker of all time they in fact named him as being worse worse than the Hoff says Harry oh, I think that's harsh Harry I'm going to be really honest ball in from the left hand side from Ferguson who's clear this is Williams comes towards the 46th minute and Plymouth's defence muscles off the ball and hoof it clear. Michael Avery in said conversation thought Elliot was doing all right and Harry's asked him what hallucinogenic drugs he's taking. So that's the kind of level of um, debate that goes on in the Akdung Mill Platinum Elite Diamond Platinum Group WhatsApp. Regular advert for at www.glostermep.co.uk with a kind of an RAF roundall type of. Uh, logo. I'm guessing that's Gloucester, the aircraft company, um, which is fine. But don't get me wrong. That's the only Gloucester, as in G-L-O-S-T-E-R. But I'm not sure why you'd advertise at a football match. Are we all going to go and buy ourselves a Gloucester jet fighter afterwards on the strength of that advert? Oh, well, that is an awful pass from Williams. Unusually, he's not played too badly tonight, but that was pushed forward straight into the chest of the Plymouth Argyle defender. 47 minutes. Well, five minutes in, 50 minutes, and there's a still a flatness about the den. I know it's not helped when we've got two major stands shut down completely and just the one mill stand open. Um, there's a flatness been apparent in the last couple of performances for the Lions, and it's not gone away tonight, dear listeners. Here comes Plymouth down the right side. That's going to be Murray Wallace, Scottish solicitors, who partially clears it. He's gone for a throw-in on the left side. Mill retain possession. Um, yeah, what's behind it? I, I, I don't know. You can only speculate on these things, but certainly there's a sense of something not being quite right, certainly in the last couple of performances. Now, that, whether that's the big money and getting under people's noses, under people's skin, I don't know. Here's Fred on the left side, attacking that left side. That's gone for a corner. Nice work by Fred. Nice to see him trying to attack the goal a little bit more. He's won a corner on the left side. Sponsored by Dean Wilson, the funereal sponsor of our corners. Master of, uh, is it formaldehyde they use? The master of, of and it comes anyway, whatever they use for dead bodies. Ball bounces around, they're still clicking around there, and they'll get on the end of it. Back wide left, this is going to be Ferguson again, they have a chance to put it deep over the head of everyone, including Tom Elliott. Skalak does well, takes his man on, fires the ball in from the right side, still got the ball. Corner, right sided corner. Right up, better stuff there from Jerry Skalak. Is Sean Williams. Classy touch Evan Williams. He's been our best player for me tonight. Balling from the left there from Caracan into the arms of the goalkeeper, sadly. Here's Skalak going down the right-hand side into the corner, crossing into the near box, cross the line of defender and a free kick awarded. For a foul on the goalkeeper there, I think. 55 minutes. Lions looked a bit brighter in the second half. A little bit more direction down the wings. Skalak getting a decent cross in there, dear listeners. Lions have never really been turned on by the League Cup, the Caribou Cup. Once was known as the League Cup. The younger listeners may need to know. Um, I think we haven't been past the second round or third round for some years now. And um, I can only think of a couple of quarter-final appearances. One in the 70s, one in the 90s. We've never really made much of the League Cup, have we, dear listeners? 
you know, when you contrast that with the FA Cup and the glittering history that Mill have had in, in that competition over the years, it's quite a contrast. I don't know why it should be. We've never really taken the League Cup seriously, perhaps. I, I don't know. Certainly with tonight's performance, as we go to the 57th minute, <coughs> I can't see us breaking that record. It's Fred <coughs> right inside of the penalty area, into the penalty area, shot across the face of the goal. <coughs> Def deflected shot across the face of the goal, but shot across the face of the goal, nevertheless. 57 minutes. The Krieg's Marine Scharnhorst is now back again. He's talking to, oh, he's a guy with a beer at the back, in the back row, he's brought his beer in. Why people do this, I don't know, but there we are. Ball over the top finds Tom Elliott on the right side of the mill of the Plymouth penalty area. His ball across the box is behind everybody. Dear listeners, behind everybody. That was a moment where he could have done better. Crowd trying to urge the Lions on. We need something. Enjoy an experience like no other. Group bookings at the den. An experience like no other, dear listeners, is a stadium tour, a meal at the famous Kitchener's restaurant, and a pre-match guard of honour. And to be an escort to the players, I'm not sure they... I'm, they mean it how I'm reading player escort there an experience like no other sure sex with Salma Hayek is great but have you been on a Mill Stadium tour it's an experience like no other it's Tom Elliott takes on his chest nicely in the centre circle Cara Can finds uh, Ferguson over on the left hand side it's been so long since he featured in the game that you, you don't instantly recognise him Balling now from the left side that the goalkeeper takes no challenge on the goalkeeper Plymouth down the left-hand side now, 61 and a half minutes to 23 checks his stride. I've already had a moment where he was going to press on. Williams does well, dispossesses in midfield. Draws a free kick. Nice work by Sean Williams. We miss him when he's not there, dear listeners, I'll tell you that much. Especially with the, uh, the rumoured departure of Jules Savile. Wallace comes in for Caracan on the 62nd minute. The home kit is 93-94 inspired, dear listeners, according to the LED advertising mural. Inspired, but looks nothing like it. There's a little Elliot takes and turns. Draws the penalty inside the box. Long ball forwards. Elliot takes and turns and is pumped inside the Plymouth penalty for Millwall penalty. 62 minutes. Chance to let the man, the man know in the Plymouth end exactly what he needs to do to lose a bit of weight. Five a day diet, I would guess, and maybe 10,000 steps. So there's a chance for the Lions to get back into it. 63 minutes showing on a stadium clock. Sean Williams going to take. The um, Plymouth goalkeeper's a tall boy. It'd need to be a good penalty to beat him, I think. Here we go. Bottom left. Goalkeeper got close, lunging hand. But as you can hear, dear listeners, it's one edge. Let them all come down to the bench. Sorry, wouldn't I'm seeing them all, dear listeners. Nicely taken, personal shit again on the replay. Five low and right side. Goalkeeper dived to his right. Couldn't get a hand to him, but it was a close one. Thing. One each. Let's give Rennie a bit of praise. He's been slated by many. Um, nice take and turn inside the penalty area, and he drew the foul. So, um, okay, he might have uh, been the, the best thing he could have done there, but he did draw the foul and won us the penalty. So, um, hats off to Tom Elliott for that, that goal there. 65 minutes looms. Williams dispossessed, farting around with it. This is Plymouth on the break, 66 minutes. The 19 goes wide. That's 2 1. Poor defence by Murray Wallace. Poor play by Millwall Williams gave the ball away and Millwall are punished 66 minutes watch it again he beats Murray Wallace he can't touch him he's inside the penalty area but I still don't think he put enough of a challenge in there for me he does not look um, secure in defence Millwall 1 Plymouth 2 Gregory comes in. Fuck me. Halfway through the second half, it's been a bit of a shambles of a performance in many ways. Lions 
get themselves back into contention via the penalty and then concede the immediate goal which is sloppy beyond belief have a comment from the um, the Achtung Mill WhatsApp chat room Murray Wallace is being condemned as awful by Michael Avery and Pony by Harry I think they're both on the mark as well I've, I've seen nothing from him so far he was there on Sunday here tonight and he's not looked reassuring in any way shape or form ball into the box there from Wallace headed wide by Lee Gregory worldwide to be honest 69 minutes there's Marlon on the right hand side he feeds Jury Skalak back to Marlon coming towards the 71st minute chance to get the cross in no it's a little bit of an angled pass back now Marlon will put the ball in skimmed across the box falls into the path of value who puts it wide chance Ooh. let's watch it again ball across the box into the path of Tom Elliott who somehow scuffles it wide of the left sided post when that was a striker's chance 71 minutes you can hear the comments I think Harris is keen to give him the benefit of the doubt um, I don't think he's looked that bad he's missed a good chance a few moments ago that I described there but um, he's not looked as bad as some whether he's good enough for this level um, Tom Elliott probably not probably not and I think that's a problem that we've got whether uh, some of this money that's being brought in potentially for George Savile can solve that problem I, I, I hope so I hope so to listen it's going to be a long season otherwise isn't it Aidan O'Brien's coming in for McLaughlin Conor McLaughlin's coming out Aidan O'Brien's coming in 75 minutes so in comes Galax Corner from the right hand side that's deep ball bounces around runs clear to Jed Wallace now on the, on the left ball back into the mix that's Elliot he puts it wide with a free header he's having a mare Mayor of a performance by Tom Elliott in fairness two good chances now missed 76 minutes goal kick looks like the um, screen's being rebooted gone black apart from psychedelic green and red dots a bit like the scene in 2001 where he says it's all made out of stars crossing from the right Scalic there it's straight into the defender this is O'Brien finds Scalak what can he do can he get create a chance of ball across the box two oh that's a cross from Scalak into the path of Lee Gregory two each no replay time is frozen on the screen again that's a nice cross in from Yuri Scalak from the right side just as I was trying to pressure and I believe that was Lee Gregory let's have a listen to Mr Bly for now and check out my scorer I was right yeah, it's come back 83 minutes so the goal must have been about 82 minutes let's watch the replay nice work from uh, O'Brien finds Scalic on the right side there's a lovely cross in the box here come Mill on the break whilst the replay runs this is O'Brien tries to find Jed Wallace on a, on a kind of a cross run there this ball's going to run through Lee Gregory's chasing it sudden urgency in the middle forward line has been missing for the whole game this is Williams now on the edge of the D he shoots us on target and pushed over by the uh, orange clad goalkeeper Lions looking much much more dangerous in these last few moments at the moment we're heading towards a penalty shootout on the 86 going towards 87th minute here's a chance for Plymouth they'll see themselves as being a little bit hard done by really it's only in the last few moments that Lions, the Lions have actually livened up but there we are life is an unfair thing sometimes isn't it deep rather deep for this phase of the Caribou Cup tie that one such is my want dear listeners such is my want angled ball towards Tom Elliott who wins the ball gets a shot on target but dipping and no danger ironic cheers behind me as you can hear Jiri on the right hand side he's got Marlon with him ticking towards 89 minutes ball in from the left now towards Elliot it falls to O'Brien who runs it into the net for 3-2 Millwall slightly farcical um, goal ball in from the left I think it got flicked on by Tom Elliot into the path of uh, Aidan O'Brien who kind of stumbled on it and it goes into the net I'm going to have to watch that again on the replay dear listeners let's watch it again ball comes in from the left 
Elliot, he gets a touch. And he's put in right from close. I'll, I'll give Aidan O'Brien more credit. They actually collected it and tapped it in. Picked up by Aidan O'Brien and, and put it into the net in the left side. Mill three, Plymouth two. Justice is done. All is right with the world. All poor performances are forgiven. Looks like we've got Caribou Cup round three glory to look forward to, dear listeners. 89 minutes and 30-something seconds on the clock. The score is 3-2 if Fatty don't know what it is. I did see one of Merv's tweets that said the last time Plymouth beat us at home was to end our famous 59-game unbeaten, undefeated run at Coldblow Lane in the mid-60s. 67, I think it was. And apparently that's the last time that Plymouth beats us at home so I think that record's going to remain intact tonight as we enter our final few minutes of the game five minutes there is um, three shoots from Millwall what can we say for most of that game we weren't deserving of anything from proceedings tonight um, consistently throughout the game I'd say Sean Williams was our man of the match Skalak improved as it went along I thought that he looks a very exciting prospect indeed on the wing um, otherwise, obviously the lines they both to claw their way back into proceedings. Sloppy defence, sloppy to give away on, once we got back into it. Um, sloppy to give away the first goal, and then sloppy again to concede the lead, having clawed our way back into it. So um, there is work to be done on the Calmont Road training ground, but there we are, that's Churlish in the aftermath of a 3-2 win over Plymouth, and into round three we go. So that's the uh, special edition of Acton Millwall. Caribou Cup, glory edition. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.